0: Hey Johnny. How's your week been? It's been busy. But you know, apparently, two of our listeners, shout out to the listeners, reached out and said, I don't know what you're going through, but I've been listening to the podcast, and I'm gonna be praying for you. So apparently, I must be like Debbie Down on the last couple episodes of the podcast. But y'all, I'm okay. We are okay. We're just we just busy, right? Like we're just busy, but this is like everyday, this is like everyday grind for us. So don't feel bad for us. Don't cry for us. We good, but we appreciate y'all being concerned. So I will say it's just been busy, but life is getting a little bit better. I have a partner that just started this past week. So that's great. That'll be a little bit of relief and things at work are looking up. So I am excited. Um, I've been doing uh, some traveling for some board meetings over the past week and have another trip coming up this weekend. But you know what? That's just part for the course. So I can't complain. Everything is going like it's supposed to go. Let's say that.
1: How's your week been, Janine? It's good. Well, I'm glad that the people are reaching out praying for you because oh, at, at least the pe- the people can get a prayer through. But yes. She's good. You all let me say this. If it was very, con- a, a huge concern, if it was very concerning to us, we would say, Hey guys, we're going to take a little break. And then we would come back and visit. But y'all, I want you to know what Nicole is doing right now. I'm going to make a, make a little detour. I believe that she's taking down her braids.
0: Is that what you're doing? Listen, I got a hair appointment with my uh, my stylist in Indianapolis because I'll be working up there this week. Shout out to everybody in the Indy area. And I realized my appointment is like Friday at 1230 and I still got a head full of braids. Right. So I made the first cut. And yes, I will be taking out my braids all night long. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. This is like real black girl world. Right. Like I totally knew. I said there's something that she's doing. I can see it, but it's not really like on camera. Like I can see Nicole's face on the camera, but like, I can't really see what she's doing off to the side. And I just saw the little end of a comb. And I said, I bet you she's taking out her braids. Y'all we're real black girls. Like, yeah, hair is important. One of my, that reminds me, one of um, the young ladies that works with me, she said to me the other day, she goes, JBJ, I, if you could please, I, I will work a half a day and then I'll be available remotely. And I, I just, my, my hairdresser, that's the only time she can get me in. I said, girl, no worries. I said, if I need you, we will call, but you don't have to work a half a day. Go get your hair done, girl. Like, don't stress yourself out. I understand. We cannot perform at our maximum capacity without our hair looking fabulous. So I totally get it. Okay. How was my week? My week was busy as well. Been doing a lot of, like, community service. And I hate to call it community service because it's not really that. Like, I've been doing a lot of community engagement because I... The, feel like the term community service makes it feel like charity work. And that's not really what it is. I will say this. I There's a, a group of young ladies that I work with um, at two different organizations that I work with. And I will say that they are so inspiring. And, you know, people always say that like, oh, yeah, the kids are so inspiring. Mm-mm, that's not what I mean. Like, I'm not saying this because I think that it's the right thing to say or think that that's what you're supposed to like get out of this, but really inspiring because I, you and I sit on this podcast and in life and we complain about little things, right? Like what we consider, you know, first world problems, right? And things that I'm like, oh, this sucks. It's annoying. But like life is generally great, right? Like, you know, that there are some down parts of life, but life is generally great, Right. These girls are so optimistic in spite of all of the like adversity that they face in such young ages that like, it really makes me second guess when I complain about silly stuff, right? Like it's, they're just amazing. Like there, there's one young lady that I was talking to today and she was telling me she was like, look, I'm confident. She was like, my greatest asset is my confidence, And I was like, I like that. And she was like, no, but really. And she was like, but I don't always have the confidence. She was like, but then I have to remind myself of like, look, nobody else can be me. So I got to be the best at it. And I was like, that's a really good way of thinking about it. And I was just like, kids are so amazing. (sighs) I love working with the kids.
0: As long as I don't have to take them home. How old are these said kids? Because that is amazing.
1: Um. I don't know how old she is, but I do know that she's in middle school. I don't oh, know her well, exact age. Okay. Yeah, okay. she's a child, child. Like yeah, a yeah. like a kid, yeah. So yeah, I was like, wow. Like if we could only have that same level of like confidence. Like I know it's I know it's not always gonna like I'm not always gonna be confident. She was like, but then I think like nobody else is gonna be great at being me. So I have to be great at being me. And I was like, that's like a real thing. Like that's a real thing, yeah. It really is. So shout out to the young ladies in the DMV and I just, like, I think that we should all do a lot more, like, just reaching out to to the younger people, right? Because the world is very different, and I hate to sound like an old lady, but, like, the world is very, very different than it was when I was her age. I mean, very different. I feel like it's more different for me when I was her age than it was for between my parents' generation and my generation. Like, the world didn't change as much. The world has changed... Drastically since then? I mean, my mama went to a segregated high school. Yeah, but see, my mama didn't, right? So, like, I don't know. I guess maybe it depends on where you were. But I will say that when my mom was in high school, the school that I went to wasn't integrated. And it was integrated the year that I was born. But I feel like, Nicole, the world of like, think about everything that's happened in this world since we were in like, what's middle school, like seventh, eighth grade. Think about everything that has happened. We've had 9-11. We've had Hurricane Katrina. We've had a global pandemic. Like the world is very different. I mean, when we were in in that, there was no social media back then.
0: There wasn't, but there was a lot going on. I mean, I think that, I mean, you keep on living and just life be life. And it's just that now we can document all of it. (laughs) And so you're talking about pre-age of documentation and just believing what po- folks tell you and post-age po- of like media and documentation. And now you can like bring receipts. So, I mean, that is definitely different, but I do think like, I'm really glad I was not born when my mama was born. Like I'm, I'm glad that I didn't have to deal with those type of struggles in terms of, I mean, we still have a lot to, a, a long way to go with like, racism and discrimination and injustice, but the stuff that they put up with, that was the norm that they just let go. Cause it was the norm. I'm glad like, we don't have to deal with that. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have done well with that. Mm-mm. You and me no. both.
1: I used to, I used to tell my grandfather, I was, cause he, his mom, I believe was an indentured, an indentured servant at some point. And he was, he said like, yeah, we grew up in basically like a shack that was in the back of some, you know, white families, home and i was like oh okay and i was like but granite i wouldn't have been good at this and i wouldn't like i would have been let me tell y'all if janine were enslaved i'm going to be the first one to get killed i promise you i will be because i'm going to be the one that asks all the questions and i'm going to not be a cooperative and i'm it's just certain like and I really ask myself, am I like this because of when I was born? Or am I just like this because I would have just been a fiery individual regardless of when I was born? <sighs> I just can't fade. Like, I, I can't see it. I cannot see being born in, it, to your point, not even segregated times. I can't see it. There's no way. I'm not, I'm not good at that.
0: We, we all assimilate, right? We say that all the time. But, like, our kids are going to be looking at us as we were the first black people to do X or the first black people to do Z. And they're going to be like, oh, I could have never. But we all assimilate a little bit, right? It's just the world in which we live in. Because we look at people that, like, we look at the slavery moves, like we look at Roots and we're like, we would never. Well, what else, what what other choice did you have? Like, you have to look at the- Go to be with Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Everybody not going to pull a a Nat Turner. Everybody not going to do that.
1: I understand.
0: It just seems so
1: difficult to fathom. But I also, to to your point, I also don't know that I would be okay if I were raised now, right? Like, I don't know what it would be like to be raised with social media and every single thing that you do of every moment of your life and every bad decision that you've ever made is documented, right? Like now, we are at an age where we kind of grew up as the documentation was coming. So we kind of learned how to be aware of said documentation but even uh, some of us have difficulties with it right like there's been this transition where people realize like now there's a camera everywhere and you can't just like it's it's accountability beyond yourself right before it was if nobody sees it like you know there were as we put it closeted racists closeted bigots you know closeted misogynists but then everything started to be put on front street because everyone has a camera and a video camera at the tip of their fingers. So you can't be a closet at anything because the moment that someone thinks that you're doing something that's inappropriate, they're pressing record. It's crazy. I went, to, I'll give you an example. I went to an event the other night, Nicole, and at the event, some young ladies got into it. It was a scuffle. And, legit the scuffle took place and before like everything had settled and like the seats were wiped up and like you know all of that a young lady tapped me on my shoulder and she was like turn on your airdrop I'll send you the video and I was like wait, what? what and she sent the video I mean it was just that quick of oh my goodness this is happening to oh wait Here's the video of what just happened. And while you're happy for it, if you're like in a situation and you need someone to say like, no, that's not really what happened. This is what happened. It benefits you in that manner. It also is a little detrimental because you don't have that same distance and space and boundary that we had when we grew up. They don't have that. These kids literally are being raised on camera.
0: And did they just say, just, I mean, do, do you know the person that's like, turn on your airdrop? No. Dang. Not at all. Mm-mm. I mean, that's crazy that she just airdrop into whomever. Mm-hmm. And what kind of events did you go to that you saw such scandalous stuff?
1: The crazy part is the event was for our good old black professionals. And what I, I will say this, this is what happened. And let me clarify. The event was great. And that's why I didn't mention what the name of the event was. So the event was great. That wasn't the issues. Uh, there was a young lady who was a little overly intoxicated and she was requesting more alcohol and that did not happen. And subsequently she thought that it was a great idea to spit on someone. Now, I don't know about you, Nicole, but there is a couple things in life that I don't tolerate. And you will pull me out of my character if they happen. And spitting on me is one of them. Now, while I was not the person that got spit on, I was standing next to the person that got spit on. And I, I mean, I can't even, bl- I can't blame anyone because I don't know that my natural reaction would not have been exactly the same. So that's what happened.
0: That's just nasty on a lot of levels. Like, well, how unladylike is that? That's just so nasty. If you spit on somebody, you are just looking, you looking for, you looking to get your tail whooped. That's all
1: I'm saying. Absolutely. I, say. I mean, really, don't try me. Because it, there are not a lot of things that I would lose freedom for. But you, sp- it's spitting, it just has a different level of disrespect that you really just getting whatever it is that you deserve. Honestly, that's how I feel.
0: I've never in my wildest mind thought, I'm gonna spit on her. She gets. I never thought of that, Nicole. I'm not gonna
1: tell the good people how I almost went to jail one time, but I will say this: when I was in my mid to late twenties, I used to work clubs. I worked at a radio station, and one of our DJs was like huge into the clubs, and God rest his soul. Um, and I worked the door for him, right? And I make a long story short, I would work the door Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it was well worth it because I was, you know, a a fledgling adult at that point, right? And one young lady came into the club one night and she didn't have any money to get in. And, you know, typically, if this is not your first time not having any money to get in and you're a regular, I would, you know, look out for you. Tell me what you have, I'll make it work, right? (laughs) But she just came at me like, I'm not paying. I'm coming in, blah, 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 You know, all the things that people say when they've had a little too much to drink and they, you know, feel entitled. So the young lady came in and she said she's coming in. And I was like, no, ma'am. So the security, you know, that's so they grabbed her and said, ma'am, you can't come in. And she turned around and looked at me and said, tell them that I can come in. And I was like, I can't tell them that. And before, like, I literally closed my eyes for a hot second. And before I could get them back open there was spit on my forehead. I I did not work there much longer. I'll tell you that
0: much. Like that was going to get her in. I'm confused. If you don't have the money, go home. You can. It's free to stay home. Straight free. How y'all been?
1: Thanks for praying for us. Well, praying for Nicole. I hope you're praying for me too.
0: They praying for you too, girl. So how's y'all's week been? How's your week been? Have you been liking all of our comments or... Commenting and liking our stuff and sharing us with your friends. We hope that you have. And what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Let us know about that too.
1: Yes, I am on rib cooking duty. Hey, Ambev. She asked me what I wanted to bring, and my husband suggested ribs. I think it was a bit self serving of a suggestion. But at some point between now and next week, Janine will be cleaning and cook the ribs for Thanksgiving. And for those who say that ribs is not a Thanksgiving food, let me be very clear at this point, whatever gets onto the table for Thanksgiving, that's what's the Thanksgiving food. Okay. Y'all tell us what y'all eat for Thanksgiving. We want to know, but don't judge when other people eat things other than everybody don't like Turkey. We all, I mean, I'm not saying I don't, I do eat Turkey, but like, you know, Thanksgiving Turkey is very interesting And really what I'm looking forward to is not the Thanksgiving turkey, the day of Thanksgiving. It's the turkey and then the cranberry sauce and then the stuffing in some bread with a little mayo. Make yourself a little aioli sauce and give you a good Thanksgiving sandwich. That's the best part of Thanksgiving. Just so y'all know.
0: Well, I listen, we're going to a restaurant for Thanksgiving this year, but we're going we gonna to keep on moving past this topic because, you know, we can sit here and talk forever and not get to our timeline at all. So, Janine, tell the people what's on our timeline this week. It's, a, it's, a good, it's juicy, y'all. Ooh.
1: Okay, ladies. I mean, no pun intended, the fact that Nicole said it's juicy. Ladies, we have a real conversation. And this conversation, we have to have it with ourselves because we have to be self reflective really quickly because the people are outside calling us out. And they are calling us out in this discourse about, I think it started on X. I'm, let me try to give credit. I think the discourse started on X and I think maybe it moved to IG. I don't know. I don't know where it is. TikTok, whatever. It's on social media. And we're kind of out here getting a bad rap. So, ladies we're going to chat about this and we're going to be self-reflective and we are going to be honest with ourselves. And this is what our dialogue is going to be about. It started off almost about a year ago. I'm sure that the dialogue probably was before that, but it popped up on our timelines about a year ago. And it was from a young man named Boo. well, he goes by Boo Danny, right? And Ajaybu, and I'm pretty sure that I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. I was curious what it meant. And it means it's they say that it's a Nigerian slang that basically means born with a silver spoon in your mouth or like bougie. So we just going to call him Danny. Well, it came the post from Danny that was last year says, and this is, quote, the word cat is being replaced by what the actual thing says. So it says when he's generous, cat. When he's intentional, cat. When he reassures you, cat. When he communicates, cat. On his birthday, cat. On your birthday, cat. Then he says, you people don't have anything else to offer. And by you people, ladies, he's referring to us. Let's go on. So just a few days ago, Bree. On social media, and she goes by the real PG111. And she tweeted or she messaged on X, I don't know what they're called now. And she says, Treat me like a princess, and I'm gonna get you blank. So good. And not only did she make Danny's post resurface, but she created a whole new discussion of. This conversation about giving up the cat as a reward. So people had questions to her comment, right? Let's revisit her comment. She said, treat me like a princess and I'm going to get you blank. So good. So people had questions. Some said, so a man spoils you like a princess and all he gets in return is cat. And then some people said, you know, some women's exchange is mad. Which I agree. Like, the exchange for whatever it is that he's doing for you is we're giving cat, but we're not going to talk about Janine's opinion right now. Some men were saying they're tired of this return on investment. Some men were saying, offer something else. Some said, treat him to something nice, please. And they said, if he's a king, treat him like one. Some men even said... I weep for you. Like they pity her. And then they said they can get cat from anywhere. Literally anywhere. So, in our defense ladies, some ladies stepped into the conversation and said, "Well, that's her. That's not all of us. So, we we understand that." Also, some people agreed. And they really kind of checked her and you know, ladies that offer cat as a reward, because, you know, sometimes we really do walk around like we're sitting on a gold mine, which we are. But if you keep walking around giving out little pieces of gold to everyone as a reward, then how is this really a gold mine? So a couple of things. One, as I said, we all are sitting on a gold mine. Take a look around, you know, we come in all shapes, sizes, colors, like we, we got it, right? You, you can't just keep dishing out said gold because it will decrease in value. I mean, not for nothing, but this is kind of basic, like supply and demand. Black ladies, like, I'm going to speak to just y'all for a second, right? There's nothing that comes that's as unique as a black woman, right? It doesn't exist. And we've been through so much. I get it, but we're strong and tenacious. And I get that, you know, we don't want to always be seen strong and tenacious, but I want us to remember that we don't have to be so complex that the only thing that we have to give our man or partner is cat. We have other things to offer. It's not always work. Just, I mean, think about it for a second. Stop handing it out to everyone. It really isn't a reward if everyone gets a trophy. It's not. It's just thank you for participating. And like the men said, they can get cat anywhere, literally anywhere. So, yeah, maybe we should stop handing it out. Not to be super religious on you. But, like, how about we stop handing out the cat to everyone, man, woman, boy, girl, until someone makes an honest woman out of you? Just suggesting. Because, you know, just, just a thought. And then my other thing is, ladies, I think we've gotten to this point where the Internet has told us that sex sells, right? And men will sit and admire on social media all of the things that they see that are visually appealing. But don't let the Internet fool you. Because these men will be out here playing with everything that they see, BBLs, you know, bodies that look like they're too good to be true. And not saying that they're not going to accept the cat from them, because I don't really know too many men that turn down the cat. When they come home, is that really what they want? I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe it's me, Nicole. I don't know. I see, you know, the, we are out here thinking that these men are out here snapping pictures and taking videos of the strip club with handfuls of cheeks. I think that we've led ourselves to believe that that's what they're supposed that's what they want. That's all they're looking for. And that's, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm old. I don't think that that's it. I mean, considering the, the, X thread and how it spilled over into all of the other social medias. I have a sneaking suspicion that men would like to have something other than, you know, just some casual sex that's available to them whenever they supposedly are doing something good. I don't know. I think that maybe as women, we need to like sit and recalibrate, especially as black women. I get having like soft life, but it, it just, it doesn't mean laying on your back at, to, to get through life. I don't think that that's exactly what that means. I get, you know, being pampered and being a princess and be being treated well, but like, you gotta bring something to the table too. I don't know. You can't make your partner slave over you and think that it's amazing. And then the only thing that they're getting in return is something they can get everywhere else. What do you think, Nicole?
0: So, um, you know, initially when you brought this, when you, when you said, Oh, this is what's on our timeline. I thought, oh, I do not want to talk about that, right? Because I feel like it's a topic that, you know, now men are like pissed off because they're getting rewarded with the pee or with the cat, as you say. And my thing is even like in the 2000s, like that was a treat. And I think that because of, and to your point during, during our discussion earlier, Times have changed so much. And now you're in a society where everything is just like, you click it, you see it. And it's now a social norm just to see people naked and to watch porn and to have an OnlyFans page and to be able to pay $2.99 to view whatever you want to view is like a real thing. And so now the prized possession of a woman and what we embody and the things that we bring to the table, which is the cat is now like not enough since when there's people whose grandmas that got their whole rent paid, all their bills paid because of the cat, you know? So now all of a sudden it's not good enough. What, you know, people want to men have these like unrealistic expectations of women, like on one arm, one hand, they're like, Oh, we want a woman that is submissive and we want to be a man and we want her to allow us to be a man. And we want you to act like a woman. But we also want you to pay half the bills. We want you to work full time. We want you to birth all these babies. And we want you to take care of the babies. And you, we want you to rub our back and make us feel good when we get home. Like, why do we have to bring like two thirds of everything to the table to your one third? Like, I don't understand it. It used to be where men were the providers. And women were the nurturers, but now we have to be half the providers and the full-time nurturer. Like, I don't understand that. So when you say that's all she has to bring is the cat. Well, yeah. And everything else is extra. And I think that women, if they start to stop to think about the prize and the gold mine that is between their legs, they will know, hey, this thing has persuasion beyond measure. And we all need to be selective. So if we all stick together and we're selective with our vaginas and we make people work for it, then people won't be out here like, that's it, that's all you got, that's it, that's all you got. That is like the ultimate prize. Like I'm giving pieces of myself up. I'm giving you a piece of me and that should be the ultimate prize. And now it's being watered down and belittled as if it's not something that is to be, you know, worked for. Like it's not something that should be taken of honor. It's not something that is considered a privilege to have. Like, this is not just like a uh, some French fries from McDonald's. Like, oh, that's all you guys? This Happy Meal? This is like, you, this is me. Like, this is me. I am the prize. I am the ultimate prize. And the list that he gave is not even reason enough for the prize, right? Like, you should you should have to do way more than tell me I'm pretty for the prize, right? But nowadays, all you have do, do is tell somebody they're pretty and take them to Burger King. And now all of a sudden they get the prize. Like we have to start standing our ground, being more selective with, with the vagina, okay? So that men can then look at you, look at us as if we and all of our parts are the prize. So it just, that's sort of kind of, piss me off and this is as somebody because I can tell you I bring a lot to the table honey I'm put I'm bringing the table the tablecloth the the chairs around the table and some of the settings okay so I I can carry my own I bring what I need to bring to the table to those who are worthy at sitting at it okay so I'm not some superficial chick that's not gonna pull my weight but at the same time I recognize what I have in just being me and just Le vagina. Okay. Not all the education and the dollars and all this charm I'm bringing with me, but just that by itself should be enough. And everything else is extra. That's a treat for you. The traveling that you get to do with me, that's a treat. The nice Gucci I'm going to buy you. That's a treat. Like all the other stuff is a treat. Okay. Yes. I'm going to treat you like a King, but that's a treat because me just being nice and allowing you to be a part of me should be prize enough. Do you need some water? As you preach to the people I sure did because I'm tired of these men and, 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 and you know listen I'm a southern belle I'm southern okay I am all about chivalry and I don't think it should be dead and I'm gonna play my role you're gonna take out the trash I'm gonna make sure you fed, right that is me I know I play gender roles I am about that I am all about that and I am still a working woman that makes probably more money than anybody I'm a date right just, just throwing it out there but at the same time. Men have to realize that there is treasure in just being a woman. And the social media have have people out here thinking like, that's it? What? I mean, I really do take offense to that. I I take offense to that as not even somebody superficial because I'm not. I'm as deep as they come. But if a man can't appreciate the femininity of a woman and what we bring by allowing you to become a part of us. I have a real problem with that. Cause then you want me, that's it. You want me to do things you want to do. And then you want to get mad at me when I want to make the decisions and say, I'm not submissive. You can't, This is not Burger King. You can't have it your way. Okay. You got to pick one, pick a side. All right. And it seems like people want, want their cake and eat it too. You can't have it all your way. So let me, I'm going to get off that. I'm going to get off that and move on. But, yeah, they rubbed me the wrong way with this one.
1: I know, but I would also like to point out that there are a subset of women out here giving us a terrible name because all they bring to the table is the cat. And I'm and for, for you, Nicole, I think that you're referring to somebody that you're in a relationship with, but it seems, based on the conversation, that we're not talking relationship. We're talking, oh, you bought me a pair of sneakers. Cat, right? And it's like, y'all, Let's stop, because now, to Nicole's point, you have devalued the cat for sneakers. What happened to the the cat and popping out the babies to get your your bills paid and you making sure that the dinner's on the table because he's going out working and you get to sit at home and be a stay-at-home mom, right? That's, that's That's a different level of I respect my cat, right? So I'm saying, and I'm not telling people what to do. I don't stay... I don't monitor anybody's vagina, nor do I monitor their uterus because it's not mine. So I don't monitor it for those people who might be listening that monitor people's vaginas that don't belong to them. Okay. I digress, but I don't monitor people's vagina, but what y'all are doing is making it difficult for the rest of us. We don't want to hand out the cookies to everybody. This ain't the girl scouts. We're not, that's not what we're doing. We, We want to hold some cookies for ourselves because now look at what the internet is saying. The men are on here talking about some, the cat is just something they can get anywhere. Why is that okay? (sighs) We old Nicole. I'm convinced we're old. Y'all bring something to the table. If you're Nicole, bring the table, the chairs, the play settings and put the food on it. Other than your cat. That's all I'm saying. Just bring, bring something other than the cat. Compassion, care, support, love, something. These men are out here asking for something else other than the cat. Who would have thought there would be a day? Who
0: would have thought? All right, Janine, you ready to read through some of these letters? Let's do it. All right, so this first letter from Ashley, she says, and it's short, Nicole and Janine, I feel like my husband gives the D out sparingly. He used to say I was stingy with my lady parts, but every time I did give it to him, I put it on him. Now we have two kids, and I'm a stay at home wife. My husband is always so tired. So now I find myself almost begging for the D. When I give him a massage, I get the D. When I pop up to take him to lunch, I get lunch D. When we go on vacation, I get the D. He used to buy me gifts and flowers to get to my lady parts. But now it's like I'm only being rewarded with the D. And these times are sparing. I want regular D and more control over our sex life. I'm starting to believe there might be someone else because I feel like he's rationing the D. What do you think? How did I go from being the person who was selective to now being the person who's getting the, quote, D, end quote, For rewards, Ashley. Hey, Ashley, we don't know how old you are, but
1: I will say this. There are a couple of things that affect getting the D, right? Now I'm not saying don't go doing some investigation to make sure that your man's not cheating. Girl, if you think that he's cheating, go you you know how we do. You can figure it out. Don't don't even waste your time or energy about trying to determine what it is. If you think that it's cheating, you know that it's cheating, right? And if you know, you know exactly how to go about the steps to find out what it is that you're looking for. And when you find it, then you nail his behind and say, hey, I know you're cheating, cut it out. Y'all been together for a while, so I'm not going to say get a divorce. Now, if he wants to be a serial cheater, then we have another problem. But tell him, cut it out. But I don't think that that's what this is. This sounds like, y'all been together. You've probably fallen into a routine. Life is probably lifing. And you probably are consistent and comfortable. You know, there are these points in our relationships where you kind of have to do a check-in, right? You need to do a check-in because it becomes comfortable, it becomes routine, and it's muscle memory at that point, right? It's not about him saying, oh, oh my God, like, I really, this is what I want. Because you all are older, you're not like, uh, you know, Thirsty for it, you're just like, oh, okay. You love each other, enjoy each other's company, and yeah, you know the sex is great, but you don't have to do it all the time, right? That's typically what happens. The thing that that I think that this is, if I had to make a an educated opinion on what you wrote us, I'm thinking that this is just routine. Y'all just need a little check, a little boost, a little revitalization, and. probably can get back to where it is. Have you had this conversation with your husband? He might not know that you feel like he's rationing it out. He might think he's being respectful. He might think that he's hardworking. He might think that, you know, this is just the routine that you all have gotten into. You need to let him know that you want the D for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's what you tell him. And tell him why. Now, if he's hesitant when you say that, again, Don't know how old you are. Ma'am, you know, there's a such thing as as you get older, there's not as frequent or as long-lasting of performance time for men. So I will say this. Unless he is actively working on that, it's likely that his libido has dropped. So he probably isn't thinking about. Having sex all of the time. And if you're not telling him that you would like to have sex, it's probably not top of mind for him. I know that we think that all men just walk around with sex on their mind 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but we all know that that's not true. Ashley, you're going to have to have a conversation with your husband. It's going to be an awkward conversation, but you have the conversation. Hey, hon, what's going on? Now, back to my original point if you think he's cheating, Likely he is. You'll find the details. Don't even worry about anything else I said. But if you don't think that he's cheating, which I don't think that your husband is cheating, what I think is, is that y'all just in that little, you know,
0: mid-relationship hump. You just need a little invigoration right there. What do you think, Nicole? Listen, she popping up at lunch and getting lunch, D. He ain't cheating. You know, you popping up unannounced. When you say pop up, to be that, that means you ain't telling nobody. You just showed up. Y'all going to lunch and get it in the car somewhere. Yeah, ain't no way he's cheating. Ain't no way. Now, what you probably have is a dude that's probably overworked and he, he may be tired and you may have to do things like, bae, you know, you might have to do some things to spice it up. Maybe, maybe, you know, take an outing. You say you get vacation D, maybe y'all need to take more vacations. Maybe you need to have more outings. And intentional date nights and have somebody else watch the kids while y'all go on a date night. I mean, you uh, as the the manager of the house, okay, have to manage that thing. Hey, we're going to go on a date Saturday. Where do you want to go? I'm planning it this time. Let's take turns planning our next outing, okay? Give you guys something to get excited to look forward to, okay, on a on a regular basis. I'm not saying it has to be once a week or you know, even once every other week, but it does need to be regular and it needs to be something without your kids. Now you also have to be realistic. I don't know how old your children are, but if he's working, depending on what he does, he's got, most people are tired when they get home from work. And if your kids are school age, you have more of a lull during the day. You have some relaxation time during the day. I'm not saying you're not doing nothing, but I'm saying that you have time to watch TV while you fold and close. Take a nap if you want to, you know, go run errands if you want to until those kids come home. So depending on how old your kids are, you might have more free time than, you know, than than your husband has, obviously, if he's going to work. And I don't know if he's working from home. I don't know if he's an entrepreneur. I don't know what he does, if it's outside the house or not. But if he is the person that's paying the bills, you got to give him a little bit of grace on that. But I do agree with Janine listen we got to learn how to open our mouths and communicate and don't say hey can I talk to you when you get home men don't like that they don't want to no don't prep him can I talk to you or we need to have a conversation then they're worried all day like what you want to talk about what I do Do, you know let me think about what no when y'all are laying at home in the bed watching tv and you you know start sweet talking like us women can do after you've gotten you some then say Babe, we need to have sex more regularly. Like, that's the time to bring that up, right? Just bring up how good it was and how you want to have sex more regularly, okay? Then watch him change, okay? But you also have to not be that person that's like, I'm gonna just sit and wait to peek on this shape. No, if you know he's really not cheating, you've done your due diligence, you're popping up at work and getting lunch D, then you know that he's probably tired. Rub his back, give him a massage. You know, everything in terms of intimacy doesn't have to be about sex. But if it turns into sex, great. But do let him know I'm lacking in this department. You also have to realize women, we hit that age 40 and we're around a sexual peak. Men sort of decline around that time, okay? So you gotta give him a little bit of grace, work with them. okay? He may not be as perked up as he was five, 10 years ago. You're gonna have to work with it. Put some smashing into it. This is your husband. This isn't your blow Joe on the corner. This is your whole husband, okay? Talk to your whole husband, butter him up. Then get you some. And then remind him how good it was so that you can get you some, some more. But again, if he's tired, you gotta give him you gotta give him grace. Don't nobody want to work 10 hours a day and then really have to give you D every day. Come on. Got to give him a little bit of grace. So that's my word of advice: plan some outings together, be intentional with it, spice it up so he knows that you want some, and then afterwards tell him how good it was and let him know that you want some more regularly. Closed mouths don't get fed. This is your husband. This ain't begging. This is your husband. Now, if you if you got a husband that's not touching you, okay, you're not getting lunch D. So if you're listening to this, ladies, and you're not getting no lunch D. Okay, you're not getting the D on vacation. You go all the way to paradise and don't get no D. There's a deeper problem there. Okay, there's a much deeper problem there. And I don't know if the problem is that you're dealing with somebody that may have real issues with libido, real issues with you and not being attracted to you, or he may not be attracted to women. I don't know. But if you're going on vacation and you're not on your cycle and you don't get no D, there's a problem. Figure that part out. But you getting lunch, you don't have that problem.
1: This one says, Nicole and Janine, I feel a bit down on myself right now. My husband and I met in college, and we've been married for 20 years. The entire time that we've been married, I haven't worked as my husband decided that I would stay at home and raise our five girls. My girls have since all grown up and gone off to college. And now I'm sitting at home absolutely bored. I want to go back to work, but I have no work history. My husband said I should just continue to stay home, but I almost feel useless. I'm no longer taking care of the kids, and I'm tired of receiving allowance from my husband. For once, I'd like to be able to do something nice for my husband, like take him on a vacation or buy him a nice gift. You know, offer him something other than the cat. My husband says that I offer him so much more like peace and tranquility, but I feel like I would like to contribute financially. My friends say that I'm crazy, but I know how I feel. Am I just going through a phase and should I leave well enough alone or should I go out and try to create my own? Signed, Sharonda.
0: Sharonda, you crazy girl. Listen. Listen. If that man is saying you, he's acknowledging what you offer, you offer tranquility, you offer peace, you are his confidant, you are his everything, y'all are team, you can plan a vacation, it's called go in the bank account, move some money around and plan the vacation. Your money is his money and he's not allotting you an allowance, that's called a budget. He has a budget to spend, you have a budget to spend and the rest goes to bills. Stop being so sensitive. You know that women wish they had a man that would let them sit at home after the kids are done and out of the house? We all do. I'm sitting here thinking about that now. Like, I wish somebody would tell me that all I have to do is rub his back and give him a side when he get home and he rub my feet too? Girl, bye. I, we think it too hard. Let the let the gender roles stay. Plus, I don't know how old you are, but you have five kids. So I'm assuming you're somewhere around 50. If you got five kids that you, you've gotten out of the house, right? Or at least 40, right? If you've had them back to back. So let me ask you this, and I'm not being funny because I think that people can go back and start second careers and even third careers later in age. But if you have no education at all, what do you want to do? Are you talking about going back to college, a four-year college with this four-year degree and starting a whole new career? Are you talking about getting a part-time job? Like what exactly are you trying to do? Because if you're 50 and you go back to four more years, That's 54. Then after that, so from 54 to retirement age 65 and, you know, 67 now, I guess, are are you really going to want to work full time then? I'm just asking because I want you to put it into perspective. And I'm not saying this as somebody that can't go back to school, because I think people can go back to school. I think that people can start working, but I think you need to be realistic about your goals because at this point, you're going to be joining the workforce with people that are very young and you're going to be in school with people that are very young. Now people, again, do online courses and all kinds of things, but you need to be focused. It's not like, I just want to be able to plan vacations every once in a while. No, if you're going to work, you're going to be going to work, you know, and that's okay if that's what you want to do. But what you don't want to do is go to work and realize I don't even have to work. Why am I doing this? And then resent going to work. Now, if you do that, you just quit, right? But then you got your husband thinking, why did she even go to work to then just quit? So just know what you want to do, but you're not going to have as much free time if you do decide to go back and start a career at this point in your life. And most people would kill to have somebody that is supportive in a stay at home. And I know people are like, well, you got to protect yourself. What happens if y'all get a divorce? If y'all get a divorce, you're not working. He paying alimony. And it don't matter what state it is. He paying alimony. Duh. But when you get a job, that changes the thing. Now you're working outside the home. Now you can support yourself. Now you may get less alimony. I'm not saying y'all are going to get divorced because it sounds like this is a good man. He thinks that you're his world. But I'm just saying, what is your real reason for all of a sudden wanting to contribute financially if you don't need to contribute financially. Y'all are one unit and you need to think of yourselves as such. His money is your money and you bring something to the table by supporting him and his efforts, okay? But I'm all about women being independent, but I want you to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons, not just because you wanna pay for him a gift or a vacation every now and then. Get your money out the joint account and budget y'all's money And you can make that happen without having to go back to school or go back to work. Just saying.
1: Nicole, I agree with you. Um, Sharonda, I am, uh, I was taught by women that are very much wiser than me, AKA my mama and my grandmama. And they said that you always have a little nest egg to the side. Now, girl, I know good and well that whatever allowances that you're getting, I would hope and pray that you're stashing some away to Nicole's point. Why do we want to do this at this age? Your husband is literally telling you that you should just stay at home. Now, if you are bored, because it sounds like you're just bored. It sounds like you're used to being busy. You had five girls. You have a husband. It sounds like you're used to doing a lot, right? If that is the case, I suggest picking up a hobby. Learn how to skate. Go take crafting. Do something that you might learn how to horseback ride. If we want to go learn how to do something, learn how to do something that is going to bring you peace and serenity and be something that is fulfilling. Clearly, unless your husband is very good at scamming, which I'm hoping that he isn't, for 20 years he's been taking care of a household with six women and himself in it. And you just said that all Five of your girls are now off in college. It does not sound like you all are strapped for cash. It sounds like you have a very peaceful household that most would dream of. A husband who wants you to just keep the home, right? Raise your kids. Your kids are out of the house. They're grown. You did your job. He's saying, congratulations. Now enjoy yourself. girl. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. This is your man. He is literally saying, you're giving me what I'm asking for. I don't need you to go to work. If you want to have a hobby, find a hobby. But girl, don't, the workforce is out here. It's, it's not the best. And girl, do you know how many people would love to be in your shoes? Do you know how many people we're going to take a poll? How many people would love for their man to say that they can sit at home and their man has the finances to be able to not only take care of their home, but also put five girls through college? Y'all, what? Maybe it's me. I I mean, Sharonda, I understand your concern. You should always want to have your own, right? But y'all been married for 20 years. You've been married for 20 years. What's yours is his, and what's his is yours. Y'all are one girl. Ain't no divorce out of this. You divorce, I come with. I mean, really. You know, this is the point where you get a divorce after you have been not working, to Nicole's point, for 20 years, and you get a divorce. We're not wishing a divorce upon you. But you get a divorce, girl, it's cheaper to keep you. (laughs) Trust me. The uh Uh-uh. You're fine. We promise. You'll be okay. Please find a hobby and stop trying to get into this, this dismal workforce that we are all trying to get out of. Please, please don't do that.
0: All right, Janine. So what did you learn new this week?
1: Okay, so from marriage.com this comes. The things that women should do for their men from the men. So it says they should buy them gifts. Okay, so guys like gifts. They should praise him. They said they should know what is important to him. They should treat him with love and care. They should respect him, and they should listen to him. So ladies, it's not always about the money or the job. There are some things that men want that we can provide that's not the cat. Okay. Okay, honeys, please stop handing out the cat all willy-nilly. Just please, just just stop. Keep some cookies in the jar. What did you learn new this week, Nicole?
0: So um, I learned from the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy. It was an article published in 2018 called Women's attributions regarding why they have difficulty reaching an orgasm. And it stated that approximately 40% of women do not have enjoyable sex. So maybe, Jenny, that's why it's the prize for them. Because it was like, we're doing it for you. We ain't doing it for us. But you know, that's a sad reality, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah. I'm not doing nothing more than once that I don't enjoy. I'm just going to say that. Just. Just putting it out there. If I don't enjoy it, I'm not going back for seconds. You don't go back for seconds of liver, do you? No? Okay, I thought so.
0: All right, Janine, are you ready for the motivational moment? Let's do it. Ah, So your motivational moment, it's from me. And I said, ladies, go ahead. Use your femininity to your advantage. But don't use it as your only weapon. Sometimes you might have to remind him of how intelligent you are, how creative you are, and motivating you are. Show that you are the absolute prize. All that you are and all that you've accomplished prove that you bring more to the table than merely the cat. Until we meet again.
1: Pray, work,
0: slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson, executive producer Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Deep. BWC. Oh, that's deep. Black women conversations is a mean old lion media production.